Yes, I know what you think of me. You never shut up. 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 Good morning, everybody. Today is Wednesday, October 18th, 2023. I'm your host, Efren Jr., and today we pulled Icicle. Well, hello, everybody. It seems like we haven't pulled Icicle in quite some time. I did a cursory search all the way back to May. I don't see that we pulled Icicle for a long time. So I experienced this song today. Hello. I hope you're well. I experienced this song today differently, I think, than normal. Normally, back in the day when I was younger and we were all baby Tori fans and Tori was on the Under the Pink tour circuit or in the Under the Pink press circuit, she would talk about how this song was about masturbation, you know, masturbating upstairs in her room while they're singing prayers downstairs. And over the years, I came to accept that narrative. I came to accept, I believe people. I believe women, especially, because I would never believe a man, but I believed what she said. And only in a pretty deep conversation with David Anderson one day, did he sort of link... Like, he just illustrated some fundamental things about the song that don't make sense in some weird way. And it was only when Climb came out and we were talking about, like, the link between Icicle and Climb that I sort of understood the song in a different way. Like, when someone says they're inspired by something, as I have directed a play many times over, you can be inspired by something and it can affect one tiny little piece of something and not the greater picture. So it was easy, I guess, for me to accept that that story that Tori told in the 94 circuit, yes, may be an influence on the song, but it might not be the whole influence on the song. And I started to realize when she was singing I could have, I should have, I could have flown, you know, I could have, I should have, I didn't. When I started linking that to climb, started trying to figure out why she sounded so angry at herself for not flying away. It started to help me recontextualize who this monster is, the monster in our, greeting the monster in our Easter dresses. Who is that monster? And then it wasn't until Berlin You can go back if you want to. You can go to the Tour All Night episode, Berlin 2023. I had this major revelation because of the order of the way she played the songs. I'll never forget this in my life. As long as I shall live this earth, as long as I shall wander, for as long as I shall wander, I will never forget this night in Berlin. Because not only did... I understand in that moment that David, what David was talking about was probably correct, but I felt it like viscerally play out in front of me. She did, for those of you who don't recall or haven't immediately stopped this episode and gone back to listen to my like chaotic, all I remember is just being so wildly excited for the Berlin show. It was one of my favorite shows of that tour, probably my favorite show of that tour. And she performed Smokey Joe into Icicle with like a little Easter parade um, intro, which was, I think, the first time she's ever done that. Then the very first time she ever hopped onto the piano bench for Climb and definitely went to a whole other place into Little Amsterdam where she killed the man 
where she killed Smokey Joe for whatever he did to her in high school that she couldn't get over and climb. She killed him in Little Amsterdam. You hear what I'm saying? So I see this song as the beginning of a journey of a lifelong struggle with putting something to rest, putting something to rest. And let me tell you, I think back, I don't, I don't know, I never, I try never to listen back to the shows that I create because of the sound of my voice. I'm not necessarily comfortable with it, but more importantly, I never listen to the Never Shut Ups because sometimes I do, very rarely I do. But when the reason I don't is because they're of the moment and I will get really embarrassed if I go back. It's like when you look at a picture of yourself, you're like, that's not what I thought I look like. That's exactly the reason. But I think back to yesterday's episode and the guilt and the shame that I was carrying around yesterday because of some things that had happened with my coordinator who had texted me the experience that he was having at the workplace that I'm on leave from um, made me feel very guilty and made me feel just heavy with like, was I making the right decision? I think back to yesterday even, I recall a plea to the universe within this, the, whatever I was saying. I don't remember exactly what I said, but I, what I recall is that I don't feel right if I'm not productive and I don't feel right if I'm not like doing something. So that happened. I recorded that episode and I sat with that feeling like I don't feel right. I then had a date with my friend Johnny. We went to go see Dicks, the musical, which I highly recommend. I was fully entertained for two hours, fully, absolutely, wildly entertained, like unlike anything I've ever seen before. So I gave it five stars out of five stars. I really, really enjoyed it. Um, is it the best movie in the world? Probably not. Is it the funniest movie of the year? It might be. So I would recommend seeing Dicks the Musical. But as is always the case, whenever I see something really good, I get incredibly, like artistically, incredibly jealous. So I'm sitting there in the theater at the end, like this was such a good movie. I loved it. And I hate that I didn't make it. I hate that I haven't made anything this good in my life as far as film goes. That's what I was thinking. So I left determined. I left the theater determined. Like I am going to do something with tomorrow. Tomorrow, the ephemeral tomorrow, which is now the very tangible today, the tangible present. So I don't know if it was feeling that I had something to offer, but also feeling like kind of embarrassed about my need to produce something, right? Okay, like I'm seeing maybe that there's some confusion just in the way I'm delivering the story because my need to produce and be productive was related to like my job. But this feeling I had to make something beautiful was just related to my art. This feeling that I had at the end of Dick's The Musical, <laughs> I was like, God, I have, some, I have an artistic thing to say. I have something that is going to come out of me and needs to come out of me. And I don't mean I wasn't like linking that to financial. So let's just producing, I'm using it in two different contexts. I, I should clean that up. But anyway... So I get home, I go to bed, I wake up this morning and I observed my five second impulse and I got out, like the second I opened my eyes, I was like, you know what? That's it. Out of this bed because I'd only slept for three hours and I didn't want to take a gummy last night when I got home at 1.40 in the morning after the movie because I had therapy. I have therapy on Tuesdays at seven. So I didn't want to take a gummy and oversleep. So I went to bed at two in the morning and woke up at five in the morning and I'm like, well, here I am. So... I immediately hopped out of bed, went, immediately got dressed, immediately walked downstairs to my home gym in my building, and I did 10,000 steps. And then I felt really like, 
I've done it. I've broken the seal. I've broken the code. I was doing that. I was like, oh, I should revisit this book that someone had recommended to me back in June in Portland. And I have an Audible copy and a Kindle copy. And I was like, oh, I haven't listened to the audio book yet. So I put it on. And as I'm like, you know, I'm not the kind of person who could, who needs a workout mix. In fact, the workout mix will distract me. It just will not help me. I need like a good true crime pod or something that like is going to hold my attention so that I can not focus on the 10,000 steps or whatever I was trying to do. And the reason I'm talking about this today is because then after all of this was said and done, I did my 10,000 steps. I listened to the few chapters of Rest is Resistance. I came up, did my therapy, and I realized, like, I have to deprogram myself. There's going to be a deprogramming process of seeing myself as the work that I do, seeing myself and judging myself in the context of how much I can make, what I can accumulate, how much I'm doing at work, how many classes I'm teaching. And that is like the temperature there. It's like a programming It's a capitalist programming that needs to lay a down, lay down. I need to rest. And you get this sense in the song when she's angry and screaming, I could have, I should have, I didn't. And then back in Berlin in 2023, you get the sense that she's putting something to rest, like a great trauma that occurred to her. And because of that, I felt like it might be appropriate today to read to you just the preface. I want to read, I don't, I'm trying not to read so many articles. You know, I don't know if you've noticed over the past months, I've really toned down my reading of articles, but I have to read this preface to you. This is a book called Rest is Resistance, and it's by Tricia Hersey. And this preface really hit me today, maybe because she was reading it. She reads the audiobook, and you should download it if you want to hear it. I'm maybe three chapters in, four chapters. I'm an hour and a half worth of chapters in, and it's very, very good. But perhaps it's because I have stopped. Remember, I've stopped. I've paused. I have a great change coming with this show, as you heard in the intro. She's a showgirl. I have a great change coming up, so perhaps it hit me today in a way that it might not have, but I have no choice But to read it to you, I'm compelled to read this to you because it's important that we all know this. And that's why. And I'm just going to read the preface, like I said. (laughs) So if you like it, please buy the book. It's by Tricia Hersey. It's called Rest is Resistance. Rest saved my life. This is my truth. I don't need anyone else to verify this, nor do I need complicated theories to support what I know to be true in my heart, my body, and my spirit. My pilgrimage with rest as a form of resistance and liberation practice is a deeply personal one. It is one that started way before anyone heard of the NAP ministry on social media. Resting was my attempt to solve a problem in my life, and like most black women before me, I worked within the realms of my own life and history to create a way. While in a brutally busy graduate program with financial issues, family illness, and the threat of racial violence always swirling around, I started to experiment with rest. My commitment to rest as a form of resistance came from my everyday experiences of being a part of the machine-level pace of our culture and surviving the trauma of the terror of poverty, exhaustion, white supremacy, and capitalism. I took to napping all over campus while in seminary and when I was home. I believed deeply that I would rest because I was just exhausted physically and spiritually and I saw no other way to make it through. I was beyond rational thought about whether I would be able to thrive from this and simply leaped without a net. 
I was fueled by the deep history of cultural trauma that I was studying while in seminary. I was reading slave narratives while studying Jim Crow terrorism and falling asleep with a book on my chest. I was guided by Harriet Tubman proclaiming, after waking up from a prophetic dream, my people are free. The audacity to proclaim freedom via rest in the now. Rest has been revolutionary for my soul. This book is a testimony and testament of my refusal to donate my body to a system that still owes a debt to my ancestors for the theft of their labor and dream space. I refuse to push my body to the brink of exhaustion and destruction. Let the chips fall where they may. I trust myself more than capitalism. Our refusal will make space for abundance. We will have to leap and trust rest. May the ground underneath hold us, and if we must collapse, may a soft pillow be there. This book is a scream on a bullhorn for the collective to join me in disrupting and pushing back. The Knapp Ministry is a warm blanket swaddling us all back to our deepest selves, a more human place, a resting place. It is never easy to explain why I started the Knapp Ministry. It is so layered, nuanced, and organic. I've been asked the question of its origins thousands of times by strangers, journalists, and social media followers. Everyone is thirsty for the quick details of why I would dream up a project about napping. I am elated the story has not been an easy and direct answer, because like decolonizing, it will take enormous effort in the form of radical healing, change, redemption, and collective care. Everything always starts with the personal. The origins of the nap ministry began with the story of my family in fragmented parts. The micro histories and small details of our lives hold the keys to our redemption. My rest resurrection begins with my desperation to find relief from my own exhaustion via curiosity, experimentation, and self-preservation. I come from a legacy of exhaustion. My maternal grandmother, Aura, the muse of this work, a refugee from Jim Crow terrorism, rested her eyes every day for 30 minutes to an hour in an attempt to connect and find peace. My great-grandmother, Rhody, I am told, stayed up late nightly on her farm in deep Mississippi with a pistol in her apron pocket to creatively solve any problems from the Ku Klux Klan. The reality of our survival from white supremacy and capitalism is deeply shocking to me. I am in awe at what our bodies can hold. We must lighten our loads. Survival is not the end goal for liberation. We must thrive. We must rest. As a child, I would watch my grandmother, Aura, as she sat on her plastic-covered yellow couch and meditated for 30 minutes every single day. She fled her home in Mississippi with thousands of other African Americans during the Great Migration of the 1950s. Aura floated up north on a spaceship built from uncertainty and hope as she landed in Chicago. She magically raised eight children while dodging poverty, racism, and the invisibility of being a black woman in America. Her commitment to resting her eyes every day for 30 minutes was radical. Her ability to demand space to just be was a form of resistance. While my grandmother rested her eyes, I would tiptoe around her home trying not to wake her up. I always thought she was sleeping while sitting up. I was curious about her rest practice and thought she was so eccentric. Whenever I would inquire if she was sleeping, her response would always be the same. Every shut eye ain't sleep. I'm resting my eyes and listening for what God wants to tell me. While all the world around her was attempting to crush her spirit, she rested and resisted the beast of grind culture. She taught my mother to rest. She taught me to rest. 
I'm humbled to be a vessel to guide thousands on their own rest journey as we embrace rest as a way to make us all more human. My inspiration to rest is deep and expansive. I'm inspired by invention and the opportunity to craft something new from scratch. I'm inspired by remixing and being subversive. I'm inspired by disruption and tenderness. I'm inspired by imagination. I'm inspired by grief, mourning, and lament. I believe deeply in vulnerable, generative spaces for healing. I'm inspired by rest, daydreaming, and sleep. Our collective rest will not be easy. All of culture is collaborating for us not to rest. I understand this deeply. We are sleep deprived because the systems view us as machines, but bodies are not machines. Our bodies are a site of liberation. We are divine and our rest is divine. There is synergy, interconnectedness, and deep communal healing within our rest movement. I believe rest, sleep, naps, daydreaming, and slowing down can help us all wake up to see the truth of ourselves. Rest is a healing portal to our deepest selves. Rest is care. Rest is radical. We must stand and lay firmly in the space of creating a life filled with rest and radical care, even amid oppression. Rest is resistance is our tagline and mantra, our call. Rest is a form of resistance because it disrupts and pushes back against capitalism and white supremacy. Both these toxic systems refuse to see the inherent divinity in human beings and have used bodies as a tool for production, evil, and destruction for centuries. Grind culture has made us all human machines, willing and ready to donate our lives to a capitalist system that thrives by placing profits over people. The rest is resistance movement is a connection and a path back to our true nature. We are stripped down to who we really were before the terror of capitalism and white supremacy. We are enough. We are divine. If we are not resting, we will not make it. I need us to make it. We must thrive. I know our collective rest will liberate us and shift consciousness, a rest movement, a spiritual movement, a political movement rooted in care and justice. The deprogramming from our brainwashing will take intention and time. Rest is a meticulous love practice, and we will be unraveling from our sleep deprivation and socialization around rest for the remainder of our days. This is a blessing. Rest is radical because it disrupts the lie that we are not doing enough. It shouts, no, that is a lie. I am enough. I am worthy now and always because I am here. The Rest is Resistance movement is a connection and a path back to our true nature. We are stripped down to who we really were before the terror of capitalism and white supremacy. We are enough. We are divine. Our bodies don't belong to these toxic systems. We know better. Our spirits know better. The legacy of exhaustion stops with me. I invite you into the portal rest provides. Capitalism cannot have me. White supremacy cannot have me. Join me in reclaiming our dream space. The time to rest is now. I was so moved by that when I heard it this morning that it just um, it made complete sense and it validated it didn't even validate where I'm at at this moment with my leave but it encouraged me to take a new perspective and I'm grateful for this new perspective early on in the leave so that I can really begin to heal and to rest I think Trisha Hersey is talking about napping it's the nap movement it's the nap ministry 
and I need to sleep more, and I'm going to force my body into rest tonight with a pot gummy. Watch me. And it's not even going to be for fun. It's just so that I can sleep, you know? Because three hours last night, that's not healthy for the soul. And naps, naps in abundance. And I'm not going to feel embarrassed about it or ashamed about it. But for me, doing 10,000 steps on the treadmill goes back to the movie I saw yesterday and doing something for myself and doing something that uh, helps me get this energy out and helps me to sort of cleanse, like recycle into a cleaner energy, you know, manifest better, manifest greater. So that's what the bag is teaching me today. That's what the movie taught me. That's what this life, that's what this world is giving to me today. I did pull an Oracle card. I pulled it right when I pulled Icicle, but I haven't looked at it yet because I'm nervous. So I only like to look at them right when I'm on the air so I can process them live in the moment. And today's card is yellow and it's called Illumination. And let's look at the Illumination card. The Illumination card is part of the yellow family of cards. And it's, ooh, it's between hunger and the green family. It's the last one in the yellow family. Drawing this card is like turning on a light in a pitch black room. When the room is dark, it can feel unfamiliar, scary, and mysterious. However, once the lights are on, you can see and feel the truth of your situation and approach what you've illuminated with a deeper knowing and ease. Which, I couldn't be more happy with this card. I feel that is spot on, and I feel good about my choice today. I feel that um, we all need to put something to rest if we're holding on to these things. We have to exercise our demons in our own way. Icicle seems to me to be a way that Tori did it. I'm going to be doing it with my rest is resistance movement, trying to just take better care of myself and be in abundance. So that's my thought today. Today is Wednesday. I'll talk to you tomorrow, Thursday. Bye. Oh,
Shut Up is a production of the Sideways Society. For more information and links to things mentioned on the show, please visit us online at songsoftoriamus.com. Yes, I know what you think of me. You never shut up.